You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. We know nothing. 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 So give us a call. We'll give it our all. Because if there's one thing we know, it's how to pick up the phone. We know nothing, but we'll try. Hey, guys. It is We Know Nothing. I'm Nikki Glazer. Here with me is co-host Phil Hanley. What Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, Phil. Hi, Nikki. Nice to see you. I like your hat. Nice to see <laughs> Thank you, Thank you. What a delight to see Nikki today. Why? I don't know. This is good. I was excited to come in and see you. That was nice. <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah. And also with us is Sam Morrill, hey. a hilarious comedian. Yeah, and you. My dear friend. <laughs> just troubled relationship person oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, i mean I'm, this is actually the best i've been in a long time i know I but usually you're, you're i'm usually a mess. it's not yeah. good yeah, yeah you you, are. <laughs> you were a mess like last week and now mm. you're fine yeah i'm dramatic see there we go i'm a whiner and um how do you feel about seeing me today i feel great oh good okay I, so you know everyone's on board delighted oh my god so yeah you guys um we're talking before we started recording we were talking a little bit about uh melatonin which sam discovered last night yeah, yeah, and uh, I think people are like uh, kind of uh, slow to get on board with this melatonin thing. If you have trouble sleeping, it's like a natural supplement that you take. You just turn down mine. Can you turn it up a little bit? Thank you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm falling asleep. Um, yeah. So you you take these like you take four, Phil. Yeah. Four. Whatever we don't know what your dosage is, but mine's low. Mine's low, what, like one milligram. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, you just like you just feel like heavy. Do you have any hangover from it? No. No. No, not from that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Why doesn't everyone take it? Uh, I don't. There was uh, I think some people. I think in um, uh, my ex girlfriend, who we won't get into, uh, she was reading a book, like some health book, and they recommended that that people take it all the time. It's yeah. herbal. Right? I don't. Yeah, but I don't know. I, like, I take it every night, and I don't know if you're supposed to take it every night. I don't yeah, you're not you, supposed to. I, I looked it up. I well, oh, I right. remember taking it every night. It just lost. It. I would have to like increase my dosage crazy amounts. Oh, really? Because I wouldn't feel it anymore. So I just. But now, if I take like one, I'm like fast asleep. But. Try not to take it. I just feel guilty taking. I, I, I mean, I've only taken it once. I'm, I'm not going to get hooked on it. But, uh, but like the fact that I need, I need five cups of coffee to wake up in the morning, dude. So, so how uh, late do you drink coffee? Yeah, like all day. You know. Why don't you? I'm serious, and I know this sounds crazy. Why don't you just try sh- switching to decaf? Or, I don't. I, I just. I like the buzz from coffee. I like it. Just at the. But after a certain point, past. Three o'clock, no more real coffee. Just try it. You're right, not, yeah. I mean, you get enough sleep. It's not like you're working. No, I know. <laughs> you're Come not on, working at like the. Well, well, you know, I, 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 I guess the guilt is like you, you fall asleep from the melatonin, then you need something else to wake up. You, yeah. you rely. I remember I was in like ninth grade or something. And this kid in my class was like, I took Ambien last night, yeah. and the teacher heard him, and she was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? You yeah. know, like, why are you taking Ambien?" That's you're, just how young you are. You were in high school when someone mentioned Ambien? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, knew, I knew it was like a thing. Maybe it wasn't Ambien. It was some type of sleeping but pill. But you rely on tons of things to make you feel a different... You know, like we all rely on... <laughs> I know, but I don't want another. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. I think melatonin is pretty... I don't think it's... Uh, it's harmless. I've taken it before, though, and um, it gives you weird... This The type that I take now... Uh, is is fine and I think it just helps me sleep but uh, I remember hearing it would give you weird dreams if you take it for a while and oh, I yeah. used to take it when I would travel back like to a different time mm-hmm. zone and it would give me these yeah really crazy dreams yeah where your ex-girlfriend shows up <laughs> yeah those yeah I don't yeah, <laughs> those have been no occurring. they do I love weird dreams though but Oh, I love them too. I, I, I hate when com- I hate when people like don't tell me your dreams. I want to know everyone's dreams. You do? Yeah, Ew, yeah, yeah. I really? fucking hate. I think they're interesting. Dreams. I think I'm interested in, in dreams. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anya's like that too. My roommate because her dad's a dream analyst, and I always thought dreams were such bullshit. But when I go into therapy now, I go to this group therapy too, and the girls share their dreams, and she like analyzes them, and it's really like, oh wow, and like everything is about like I'll have a dream that like I made out with Zac Efron in a park, and she's like. Uh, your dad never loved you. And I'm like, <laughs> how did you get that? Oh, that's almost <laughs> like, a bit. That's funny. Yeah, that's, that's it's, funny. It, uh, maybe I should write that down. But yeah, yeah you should. It, uh, writing down, writing down. Um, yeah, I think I, I. But I'm not interested in hearing other people's dreams because not only did it not happen to me, which is part of why it, a story is interesting to me. If you're talking to me, <laughs> it didn't even happen to you. Yeah, it's right. a. F- it's a lot. It's like a fake thing. You and know? I don't. 
I don't, I'm skeptical sometimes. I feel that people start talking about the dreams and then it sounds lame or whatever. So they just like throw in an element that really wasn't there. Do you know what I used to have? Yes. I, I have do you believe that? I'm I, always I believe like, that. Oh, oh, I God. think I do that. Yeah. I used to have a lot of nightmares about like when I was like a little kid, I used to have nightmares about like just like boogeyman type stuff. Yeah. And my nightmares have become like really adult. I don't think they're significant a lot of the time. I think they're just like a better, uh, like a misconnecting flight or something now. But that yeah. does have significance because, uh, yeah, missing a flight, all that's related to stress. I yeah, think. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, yeah, like being stuck in a place you don't want to be. Definitely. Well, I'll tell you what I just got into that I recommend to everyone, in, even though I've been doing it for a week, is transcendental meditation, which Phil does and has done for many years. But I didn't Rachel do this? I too, graduated. Me and Rachel and I both graduated. Graduated from the same class last week. We were in this class with this soothing teacher named Joanna who <sighs> talked like this. I wish Rachel were here because we were texting about it last night. She, this girl was just like too soothing. Like it was insane how like calm she was. And we learned how to do it and I do it every day now and it's so good. Yeah. It's like dreaming. Yeah. The yeah. stuff that comes out when you dream. Yep. What you're doing when you're meditating from what I understand is just working through a bunch of stress it's just like stress is coming through you and your body's like crunching it out kind of uh -huh. working it out yeah um, like doing the math on it and spitting out these thoughts that are, are all pent-up stress but i'll but my stress has been on the surface since i started meditating like i am i'm a loose cannon Oh, like, really? Yeah. 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 I could see that. Really, I'm I think broken out all over my arm and stuff, you know? Not anymore, you're, actually. You're broken was, out? I was, I break out. I get, yeah. I, from stress? I get like rashes from stress. Ugh, yeah. It's stress is, it's a killer. I, and I try to, like, I was, <laughs> I was the person on the train the other day who was going, I was late to my meditation class of all things. And I was on the train and I was just like, Jesus. Like, I was that person making those comments to myself. Yeah. And I saw, like, other, like, cute girls staring at me, like, what is this weird? Like, just, it's so embarrassing when you're yeah. that stressed. Yeah. And it, like, people look at you. I'm trying not to, because that happens on the train. It happened to me today. <laughs> it, it, yeah. And I calm myself, I think. Um, but yeah, it's just like sometimes it just stops. And there was always. You try to be the least. You try. Yeah. You, the goal is to not be the one person freaking out. The weirdo. Out. Yeah. I'm always, like, second in the level of freak out. But that's what I liked about LA when the there was traffic or there was something that just didn't make sense. You could just go, ah, like in your car, you could just screw, like I was, and I never did that when I lived in LA. But when I was there recently, because I'm such a crazy person recently, I would just scream in the car and like slam things. And you can't do that on the train. Yeah, I would no. love, I mean, well, some you people can. do. Yeah. Some people do. People do. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. just, I want to. You never yeah. get a chance to just scream gutturally yeah. in this city. Yeah, besides in like acting class. It's like, yeah, it's like Ryan Hamilton's joke really about there's nowhere. nowhere to cry. And that's yeah. why you see people just crying on the street because yeah. you don't have time to go home and cry. Even yeah. in your apartment, like the walls are thin. <laughs> oh, you got yeah, neighbors. Yeah. You got to be Roommates. careful. Yeah. yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's... I'm like on the phone whispering and my girlfriend's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I just, I live with another person. I'm just trying to be respectful. I don't know. Yeah. Even in wrong. your own yeah. bedroom. Yeah. You have to whisper. Totally. It's crazy. Um, yeah, how is that situation? So last I talked to you, we were in a park, and uh, <laughs> it's because my dad never loved me. But um, uh, we were in a park. You, it was on Memorial Day, and you were telling me that you thought it was over. Well, I don't. We I, here's the thing: I don't deal well with fights. I, it's basically everything that goes wrong, and this is my fault. You know, okay. Most of it, Phil. That's her. Why when you say that? Why you know? do you say that? Um, because. I, I'm so bad at dealing with emotions and people have emotions, you know? I'm so bad at, like, she'll she'll be talking about, uh, she'll get upset about something and this is like, all right, this is something I've like worked on because I know it's an issue. I heard this story about my biological dad where like his, basically his wife's sister was in hospice care staying with him. Yeah. And this is, uh, and she just died in front of them and yeah. his wife cried hysterically yeah. and he just froze and looked at her like he didn't know what to do. So I'm like, I got to be really conscious of not doing something like that. Wow. You know? So I remember what the first did couple. Did he tell you that or did She you, did. He's she not did telling me that, that story. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> uh, basically. Claire, the first couple times she would... Your girlfriend. Yeah, the first couple times she would cry, I, I didn't handle it the way... Like, I didn't freeze like that, but I, I did have a thing about... 
I was like, why are you crying? Things are good. Like, what, what are you doing? You know, so I, I didn't handle it well. And lately she cried recently and it was for like no reason. We weren't even fighting. She just kind of got upset about something. Yeah. And I like immediately ran in and hugged her. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's it. So you got, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I find that surprising that you wouldn't react because of all my friends uh, and Sam and I, when I first moved to New York City, we lived across the street from each other in Williamsburg. But of all my friends, if you tell Sam a problem, as all my male friends, he's you actually feel it. You're like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I'm you surprised. Really do. Yeah, you're a sensitive dude. Well, you know what it is though. I think I think with y- with my he friends, he doesn't care about you, <laughs> but he cares about this girl. No, no, but with my friends, they they tell me in a different way. Mm. Like like, there's more of like, you would tell me, Sam, I, something's wrong. You didn't like yeah. just start crying and make me guess. Yeah. Oh, was, okay. Like with her, I don't know what's wrong. So yeah. I don't know how to react. Like it's okay. just foreign to me. I think yeah. it's also a lot about being a guy. We're, yeah. we're like, we're grown up not, like just guys growing up, it's harder to, to just show your feelings. And comedy has changed that completely because now, now I'm too indulgent with stuff, you know? Yeah. Like I'll just, I'll just lose my shit on stage every once in a while. And I was like, that was great. That was, <laughs> yeah. you know? But, uh, with uh, with with friends, they they just vent differently. I think. Yeah, I mean, Phil's not coming to you going like, <laughs> I just don't even like. I mean, he actually has rarely, a few times, yeah, rarely. You know, I, I totally understand. I've had boyfriends when I've cried before do that when they just freeze or they just don't know how to handle it, and you quickly learn like, oh, I don't get anything out of this when I cry, like, and you stop doing it, which isn't good because you need to cry. It's it's not a. I'm not a, anti-cry. I, I no, just, of course. I just, I, I panic because I don't know. It's like a fire you don't know how to put out. I've totally get know? that. I think that's a Seinfeld thing. Isn't that a Seinfeld episode? I yeah, just want to put out the fire or something like that. Right. And to put out the fire, the per- perfect way is just to hug and just be like. My boyfriend, whenever I cry, he just goes, oh, come here. And like that, just come here. Like just that comforting, like (laughs) it's okay. He doesn't even understand what I'm crying about. And just to say, oh, like, oh, like just to get on your level a little bit and just feel sorry for you is all girls want. And that might not be the best way to handle it. I'm sure like some psychologists could be listening to this and being like, oh, that's the worst thing. Well, you know what a lot of it is? That's all I want. You, you realize so much of this is from your childhood too. Like yes. I, I'm figuring out a lot of this in therapy that a lot of it's like my mom was depressed a lot when I was a kid oh. and I didn't know how to handle it. So I would yeah. just make jokes all the time. So I'm like, that's how you cure depression. She's sad. I make jokes. She smiles. How, done. How did, was she depressed? In what way? How She just would be how sad. How would it manifest itself? Yeah. She, she would, would just, just be, stay in a room and. Yeah. She would just be sad. Like she was a great mom. I love my mom. Right. But, but she would, she had depression and and uh and she suffered from depression so i i would i would just constantly make jokes i'm like that's how that's how you cure it right there and that's just not so when claire would cry i'd be like i would like try to say something funny and that doesn't that's not the way to go (laughs) but that yeah that makes sense that you do it i'm interested in that like uh because i maybe want kids someday but i also have depression where i'm like i just don't want anyone around but your mother you have to be around yeah so how do you handle that you, when how, i was a kid like how did she how how did you ever feel abandoned because she was depressed and like kind of stuck with that like was there because i don't want to i'm just trying to see like how you manage both depression and children i had a how weird situation in that um you know my mother remarried and I have a stepbrother and stepsister. Mm -hmm. So there was like a weird situation, I think. You know, any blended family, it's kind of a weird situation. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a common thing, but it's still, it doesn't make it less weird. So, so, so there was this, there was this weird, uh, there was this weirdness at the dinner table every once in a while where we just didn't really talk about anything. Mm. And I was the baby of the family. So I would just be constantly cracking jokes about that. And, uh, and, uh, that was, uh, those are my first bombs, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, Uh, yeah, basically there'd be this weirdness and every once in a while, and it, and it was great. Like it wasn't like bad, but every, every family has weirdness. And I think that when you just always go to jokes, you're not fixing the problems. No, you're And so running, it goes to my mother's depression or it goes to like any of that awkwardness. When you always go to jokes as like a defense, you're not, you're not, fi- it's, you, it's, you know, it's like putting a bandaid on a busted pipe or something you know yeah. it's gonna break it, yeah it, i mean and then now we do it for a career which is just <laughs> making fun of all of our deep-seated issues and a lot of us most of us are in therapy and getting sober i mean like i feel like the com- comedy community is becoming a lot more like 
we're all fixing ourselves. Well, Tony up. Robbins now. Yeah, yeah, we're like flipping these comedians. <laughs> like we're, we're all yeah. Can I ask you? Would you? But I don't think it's because comedians are really messed up people. I think, especially in New York City, I think people are trying to dig so deep with material and work and da 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 that people are like, oh, that guy goes to therapy and he's doing great stuff. Like maybe I should try. Yeah, it's definitely you see someone else do it and you're like, yeah. And same with getting sober. Don't you think that people are people? Do you think? Do you think that comedians are more messed up or do you think it's because people are... I think comedians are definitely more messed up, but I do hate when comedians are like, we're so fucked up. I hate like, it as a crutch. It's, it's annoying. So, well, yeah. I don't think it's a crutch. I think comedians think it's cool to be like, we are like the most fucked up. I've like, said it before. People. It's I think it's like the way like being hard is like rapper street cred. I think being fucked up is like being comedy street cred. God, that's right? so true. You know? like, oh, wow. That's good, Sammy. But uh, I, I think... Um, I always like feel guilty when I talk about my parents still being together. Like I at know. a comedy table. Like, <laughs> that's I a great like, line. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. lame. Yeah. Um, no, but every everyone has that's why you can't ever anytime someone tries to sum you up in one sentence, fuck that person. Because yeah. everyone's got their own issues. Everyone's got something. You know? Anyone someone's like, Oh, you're this person. I was like, fuck you. You don't know. You don't know anyone. Get to know someone before you start yeah. doing that. And, and I, to answer your question, Phil, I don't think it was that I saw like myself was being super fucked up. I, I saw a comedy. I, I saw a lot of comics I know go going to th in therapy and making a lot of progress and becoming better comics and becoming more self-aware. And I was like, I want that. I want to yeah, yeah. be better. Yeah. So yeah. It wasn't that I thought I was so bad. I just wanted to improve myself. You know? Okay. All right. I, th I think I got in because I knew I was so bad. But because I I did a podcast and I like talked about stuff that was going on in my life and like I got this barrage of emails being like you need help and like all these people wrote <laughs> oh, to me. Oh really? And this I mean it was a mental illness podcast. It was um uh, Paul Gilmartin's <laughs> mental illness happy hour. So you just talk about you. It's pretty much a therapy session. So I was not in therapy and I went in and just spilled. So much stuff that I was like, I don't even, I can't believe I even said that. Like I did one of his episodes and I asked him to trash it because it was so revealing and like, I just was so honest. And so then I did another one and it felt the same way when I left it, but I was like, I can't ask him to trash too. So I was like, he'll just put it out. But I got all these emails and this one girl emailed me being like, I have the same issues as you. I have a girl, a therapist in New York. I live in New York. You should go see her. And so I was like, I'll keep this number. And so I kept it for like a year. And then I called, like I hit like a rock bottom like a year later and I called up this woman and she's still my therapist. And I've never even met that girl. I'd never even known anything about wow. her. Wow. But she like, yeah, she's cost me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but she also, but you probably helped her a lot, you know? Uh, yeah, I think it just, whenever I say too much on podcasts, I always reason that someone out there heard it and is feeling less alone because they share the same thing or a similar thing or... They're just like, oh, Nikki Glazer's kind of weird, and I'm kind of weird in this way, so it's okay. Yeah, uh, it's like that good feeling when a, when a personal joke hits really hard on stage, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they get yeah, it. I'm not yeah. alone. I, I guess I'm in denial, because I hate the cliche of like, oh, all comics are messed up, so I guess maybe I'm in denial about that, but I think it's a combination of being uh, maybe slightly more, uh, uh, I don't know, problematic, and then also... Um, I think, don't you think that they're trying to like just better themselves? I think it's particularly the scene in New York. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think we're, we're, yeah. Trying, to, we're trying to up our game. I think, I think you see it as like self-improvement. It's like tweaking a, a car, you know? You're just trying to, you're just trying to get, make it a better car. And trying to make it run better. I think that to be a comic, you have to be very driven and very like goal-oriented. And if your goal is to be a better comic or better whatever one of those steps is getting therapy at some point. And yeah. so you do it because we just want to be the best. Uh -huh. And I, I, it's insane to me that people don't go to therapy who have the resource to go. Like my none of my family goes. And it's just, I don't know how people operate without doing it, without getting a little assistance. I know that there are a lot of bad therapists out there and people have been to bad therapists. And That's the like, thing people don't do talk about enough. There are hack therapists Oh my god, They're terrible, they're, they're like I, any profession. There, there is, and I saw the woman, this was kind of a crazy situation. I went to a therapist uh, years and years ago and she didn't do anything. She was like kind of like a cheerleader person. Like you would feel better afterwards, but she didn't, you know, kind of rectify any problems yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, that's not the point, yeah. Then uh, I dated a girl that had seen her for years, like after the point, but it was just like a coincidence that we had seen the same. And I 
she was so I saw her problems and then she'd go she'd be like well I'm in therapy and I'm like no this woman it's not even a band-aid she kind of just like pats you on the back she doesn't do you know what I mean yeah whereas the person I see now is really uh yeah there's a lot of work it's interesting because you guys see the same person and I often hear and a bunch of comedians go to this person yeah and I hear what he says and I'm always like like because it's so different than what my therapist says I think anyone you go to you're gonna have a totally different experience and you get because mine is like harsh as fuck. Like she'll just be. She's told me a million times. Like you're not funny. You're the least funny person I know. Like y- you think you're a comedian. Like hey, wait, why am I paying you? Yeah, and what, what you supposed to be like because bringing I'm in the so, yucks to it, well, a therapy no, session? No, she meant like you're so serious about everything oh. because she doesn't understand how comedians are not like blah, 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 like lighthearted <laughs> yeah, and like she saw Doctor Katz and she's like, I thought you were gonna be pitching jokes. Yeah, about what's going yeah, on. <laughs> no, and I do, and and when she told me that, I started like being really funny in group, just like cracking everyone <laughs> up, and I realized like I'm not, this is not my job to do this. So, uh, but yeah, but I knew what she meant because I am like so serious when and intense about things, uh-huh. and I think that people who are like just naturally happy and funny. Like not funny as in like humorous, but like funny, like ah, like they're yeah. just light. They don't take it so seriously. Like if uh, I don't know, if I dropped my phone and cracked it, I would be like, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck my life! <laughs> I am such a fucking idiot. I have to go to f- stupid fucking Apple Store now. I don't even deserve to have nice things. I'm such a t- a fucking tool." But if like a lighthearted person would be like, "Oh shit, I cracked my phone. Like uh-huh. this blows that I have to go replace it." But, yeah. But that's the first one is how I am. Okay, yeah, and yeah. And I think that's what she meant. But gotcha. but when she said not funny, I was just like, did you see Yeah. <laughs> so, like, but, yeah. so that took a Have you seen seconds. my half hour? Yeah. Pretty good reception. And she's just. like, no, I haven't. I don't watch anything. I don't even know what you do. But she's like, and she references my friends a lot. She's like, like Amy Schumer. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Don't talk about my friend. And it's, she'll be like, she, she seems to be very light on her. And I'm like, you don't know her. Does she uh, know that she's your friend? She just she does now. Oh, okay. But she did at one point reference her, and I was like, before she knew that you guys were friends. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, a seventy-year-old woman knows who Amy Schumer is. That's, yeah, that, you're blowing up, girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're, but does your guy only deal with comedians? Because it seems like no, he's no, an no. appliance that that could be his whole thing. No, I think he'd be broke if he was dealing with only comics. Oh yeah, because uh, you guys are. Paying him and I'm paying pay him, him in jokes. jokes. Yeah, in t- I won some bits after the show. <laughs> Tickets to, <laughs> to the Carolines. Um, no, he doesn't only see comics, but it must uh, be a I majority gets, of comics. He gets a lot. I mean, in the waiting room, he's got a. He's got. A it's thing. like a green room. Yeah, it's like a green room. He's got like he's got like New York Post articles about like the comedian shrink, and then like Richard Lewis vouching for him quotes yeah. like that. You know? Wow. Yeah. And, I mean, Richard Lewis. If that's your dude, I mean, that's like the neurotic comedian to have. I think wasn't you. that his first? That was yeah, the first but comedy. But he doesn't saw. seem like happy. Well, that's what that's what I heard David Spade say on Howard Stern once. He was saying he was making fun of Howard Stern for therapy. Because he's like, none of you guys are better. <laughs> he was That's like, look funny. at look at Woody Allen. He's been in therapy for years. That guy's a mess still, you know. Yeah. That's but, a really good point. But I think he is. I think he's better than he would have been. I think. Yeah, I, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, like, it, the lies we tell ourselves. I know. I, some people are so anti-therapy, and I sometimes am interested in hearing what they say because I'm like, is it is this just all just bullshit? Well, Kurt Metzger posted one on Facebook recently being like what a sham therapy is and all the people commenting me like, right on, Kurt, or people I'm like, you could do therapy. I mean, that's a really messed yeah. up person who's like, yeah, it's a sham and I'm like, nah, you could it's, you I don't could think do someone hurts. to talk to. Yeah, I that's hope not. Thing. No, I think, I mean, I think it, I think if you see the right person, I mean, it's just someone because they point out things that you don't even realize you're doing. Like, I don't know. I think it's it helps you break bad habits for sure. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's that's undeniable. Yeah. Um, Nikki and I were talking before you got here, Phil. We were talking about uh, about like how why it's so hard for us to accept people liking us. That's something you talked about in therapy, yeah. right? Yeah, I think feeling unlovable is a constant struggle for me. Yeah. Just feeling like I'm garbage. <laughs> It's so it's so hard because I from the outside I would look at myself and be like you're not garbage you're like a pretty cool person or whatever and funny and stuff but like it is just so when someone likes you you're like I I I remember saying this in high school like I thought of this independently but that like I would never want to be a member of a club who wants to have me as a member yeah the Groucho the, the, the Groucho Marx thing like I remember saying like I would never like a boy who likes me because he likes me like that yeah. what a loser 
And my friends were like, you're fucked up. And I'm like, isn't that kind of clever, though? And they were like, no, that's fucked up. <laughs> but I, I've thought that way forever. And it's just until recently that I actually like people who like me because I think of therapy. Where does that, <laughs> but where does that come from? That, I don't you don't relate have that? to that. No, not at all. Yeah, I I think that some people don't, and um, because in my group therapy, the other girls in there are not like I'm like, don't you guys all hate yourselves? And they're like, no, I like I love myself. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, what is that? Like, isn't the natural like state of being like being not liking yourself? And it's not. <laughs> That's what we talk ourselves into. <laughs> it's not, but it's it's all I've ever known. I don't know where it comes from, uh. but I just really have always um thought that I could that I'm not like, I don't not know. Enough. Not enough, but I've always compared myself to other people and I've always come out on the bottom. And like, I just, I don't, I don't ever, I just don't really like myself. Most it's so, I would never, like before I met you, I never would know that. I know people you. don't know that. I project. Until I, until I became friends with you, I didn't know any of this stuff. I was yeah. like, oh, there's a girl that carries herself well. She's confident. She's funny. No. You know? I, yeah. I never would have gotten that. Very deep seated. Um, yeah. I'm surprised. Here. And yeah. I, I feel I know you. I was delighted yeah. to see you. I, 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 I don't, I don't, yeah. Do you, can you relate to that, Sammy? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah. My therapist said to me, he's like, I, I have, I like women who will not give me the type, time of day. And it's like, because you don't like yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. That's what he said to me. He's like, why is that? Why, like, this woman likes you. What's wrong with you? And I was like, well, I just, I question her judgment, I think. I don't know. I, I don't, if a woman, kind of likes me but not really i'm like oh that's i like that that's the party i want to be yeah. at you know the the uh the girl that will like be emotionally unavailable hot and cold because yeah. you're hot and cold on yourself yeah some days you feel like that's i've got this absolutely. and other days you're like i am a waste of life like i i mean i think it stems from my depression too but i there's some days where i'm like why are you alive there's no point you bring nothing to any tables like you're not like yesterday I had one of these days and I think it's just really depressed days where I'm like, you're worthless. You haven't done anything for anyone else today. And I think it's a lot of it's just very selfish that I th I get in these ruts where I just hate myself. And I think it's I should try. Anya's always telling me, like, go volunteer, do something for other people, make yourself useful for others. Yeah. Call a friend who's in need when you are feeling this way, because it's so when you get that when you hate yourself, it's so selfish to be like, I'm selfish. stupid, it I'm is. the worst. It's even so though it selfish. sounds like it's not. Our, and our job is selfish. Our job is to yeah. be selfish. It was to sit in a coffee shop and think about ourselves, to yeah. write about ourselves. That I mean, on we're talking stage? right now. Yeah, we're talking about therapy. To be quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I did that and last night. And to do night. a podcast. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're just so we're the worst. <laughs> there was a guy making out of my crowd last night with his girlfriend. I'm like, are you fucking making out during my set? And he was like, why are you picking on me, dude? And I was like, I don't know. It's a good point. I was like, why am I? I was like, I don't know why I am. I've had that conundrum many times on stage where I'm like, I'm just up here like, man, man, my boyfriend. And if like a, if a brain surgeon is like, oh, can I have a drink? Like talks a little bit too loud. They're like, yeah. shh, be quiet, you <laughs> genius. There's a girl up there talking about her pussy and you'll get thrown out. Like, who am I to have the right to like, everyone must be silent <laughs> and look at me. Like, it's such a shitty thing. Like, you don't have to be silent, but, like, somewhat respectful to the point where I don't feel like I'm... I mean, it just... I, you're right. There, when it you is break it down, like, I'm, I'm just, like, a dum-dum, and they're like, oh, there could be a rocket scientist who talks a little bit too loud, and they're like, be quiet! But you would never know that they're not saying smart stuff. They're not yeah. interrupting yeah. the show with, like, an amazing, you yeah. know... Yeah, and generally, they're not rocket scientists. Like, yeah. stay-get parties are not... <laughs> And also, they are. You have to also look at it from the perspective of the club. Is like, well, they're ruining the show for all these people that paid a lot of money a lot of the time. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not just about. No, you. I'm not pro heckler. I just think I'll be up there sometimes, and I'll have that moment where I like kind of uh, out of body experience, where I'm like, look at you. Like, who do you think you are? What has gotten into your mind that you think you are uh, like important enough to get on a mic and talk to a room full of people? Yeah. You know, and command attention like that that to me so it arrogant. boggles my mind sometimes it it's, is so arrogant. you know what's so funny it's so arrogant and we and no one starts good no one's good when they start yeah no. so so to be that arrogant and to be like listen to me it's like i've done this twice <laughs> yeah. yeah it's crazy it's, it's crazy so you've never hated yourself phil uh no i mean i'm i i've been frustrated with myself but i've never uh yeah i don't like i can't I think relate. you had good parents uh, and not that I did. I, yeah, I had good I parents. I, I definitely had good parents, but you know. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely, uh, and I, 
the crazy thing with my and I have a joke about it, but the crazy thing was because I couldn't read. And when you were a kid, that's your whole that's like your first status thing. Right. So like grade one, there was like, you know, everyone there was a reading group. I remember my grade one, there were three reading groups. It was like uh, like one, two and three. And then I was my own reading group four with my desk facing the wall <laughs> because I couldn't read. <laughs> Sam's showing his sensitive side. I that so is I yeah. So cruel. So what would happen is they would get the I'm not words. laughing at you. I'm laughing we, at how awful that situation is. Oh, it's the, the worst. Week so the, the each week like the group one would get the new words and then group two would get the words from group one and then group three and then I would just get like these like uh, here there would be like throw, a, yeah a try drip coming out of the drain yeah falling exactly on your head. it was it was nuts. But my parents somehow convinced me, like, oh no, those guys, because they, they didn't know I was dyslexic at first. They were just they yeah. knew something was wrong. So my parents somehow convinced me, like, you're right. The teacher's an idiot. And yeah, that's a good that's a good parent. I don't know how they. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I do not know how they did it because it didn't. I was still like, you know, I was all, you know, would talk out or whatever. Like, like, that's sweet. a good parent. They had your desk facing in the corner. Fa yeah, facing the wall. Like I was punished for not is, being able to read. Like it's crazy. That your parents insane. were heroes in that moment because I think a lot of parents. I know my parents would be like. We need to get you more help. What's wrong with you? What? Why are? What? What is going on here? Like they would, they would shame me about it, not knowing, yeah. trying to be helpful. No, my parents made me feel like well, you're more. You're right. It is weird. You're special. Yeah, like they just made me think like you're you like I I was never. I mean, I felt like shit. Obviously, like I wasn't like you knew. Yeah, you. Weren't I hated like, school. Yeah, and they would you know they would drive me and we'd go to specials, but they had no idea what was wrong with me to the point where. Uh, at one point they did like you know where they put those like little needles in your head and they hook you up oh to the God. graphs where the thing oh my yeah God. yeah they did they all that sci-fi movie I've yeah it really this. was and they were like brain scan they thought there was like a you know like a growth Isn't in my brain or like a thing that a lot of people like why wouldn't they go to that first I that's a good question I'm not sure was I, it was it fairly new no I think it's been around I think as time progresses people are more interested in it and it's almost like kind of like a buzz thing now or whatever but. Uh, I, I probably didn't go, I guess I didn't go to the best school and I don't know. They, they just didn't, and they would go out for like reading or whatever, but it, it would always come down to if I had to read a thing myself, I couldn't answer any of the questions. But if someone read it to me, I'd get like a hundred percent. Like I would know all the answers, you know, my just reading comprehension. I don't know why it was so baffling to me. It would be like, I could figure it out in like 15 minutes, but yeah, um, yeah. unless you yeah. had to read it. You know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. So my parents, yeah, they somehow convinced me that I was in the right that's and these people so were... That's so good. I think, that, I think that's where it comes from is that your parents, either when you have problems, they don't freak out about it. They're like supportive uh, okay. and not condemning of you. Dude, my mom was the exact opposite. And not and not, not in it wasn't a loving way. It was in a loving Same. way, but it was overwhelming. Like I had I had a hard time in school because I had the I had the worst ADD uh -huh. to this well, day unless you it's something have that bad yeah, oh, you it's, have it's awful. ADD. I know. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I, we're talking no, about selfishness. I'm, it is a selfish person's disorder. Oh no, it, it can't really help is. It. It, I can't help it, but it's yeah. still it feels so selfish like, oh I'm sorry I couldn't listen to you. I was in my head for a second. Uh -huh. you know, it's there's something selfish about it. My mom would come home I couldn't study. I was so bad at my mom come home with seriously eight ADD books at a time. There would be a mountain of ADD books on my floor, just unorganized, which is just the saddest image yeah. <laughs> ever, just uncleaned. They sent me once to an eight-hour ADD seminar. I had to sit still for eight hours. I wanted to cry. It was the worst experience of my life. I was so angry when I left. I, I, it, I was not cured. Being disorganized for creative people, and this sounds arrogant, but like I think all comedy, it's not a bad thing if you don't have to be organized. We don't have to be organized. I'm organized with comedy. I have like word documents, joke, I have files of jokes. It, like I'm organized with things I like. I just wasn't interested in like math or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I. I'm very disorganized and I just recently last week got my room cleaned and like everything in a place and I can't find anything. And before when it was chaotic, I knew where everything was. Yeah. I'm not meant to be organized. And I don't I think just, it's a bad thing. It's not thing. my nature. And that was something that my mom like, I, I, she will never love me as much as she can love me because I am not a clean person. <laughs> it's just as the fact of the matter, like 
the the bane of her existence was that my room was always messy as a kid like it was just the thing that like was a wedge between us like well clean your room first and maybe we'll talk clean your room clean your room clean your room like you have a room in my house it has to be clean but it's my room it has to be i can't function this and then i would try to clean it and she'd be like it's not good enough and then she would end up cleaning it so i never really learned how to clean so i just don't i cleaning to me and my my uh, whenever I go home, my room when I go to my parents' house is always becomes a mess right away, like messier <laughs> than I keep my room here. And my way. my uh, therapist is like, that's a form of you rebelling and being like, yeah. well, fuck you and you're dumb. Like if love for me is based on whether or not my room is clean, fuck yeah. your love. I don't even want it here. Trash the room. Like, and I think it's a form of rebellion now. But yeah, I totally I'm. Glad you say that because I have so much shame about being disorganized and being messy. It's it's clean my, people don't understand cluttered people. No, they don't. It's uh, I my I just my I never stay at my or my boyfriend never comes to my place because I have a messy room and he operates in a clean room and I'm so ash- I don't want clean people to judge me. Yeah. Because I want to be them. I wish I was naturally just an organized, put things away when I'm done with them, know where everything is, make my bed. Fold my clothes, have a drawer for t-shirts, a drawer for intimates, a drawer like, but I just don't, and, and I'm, I'm ashamed that I'm it's not that It's a fantasy way. I have too though. And, and I, I keep people out because of it. Like I don't, he went to my bedroom for the first time last week. We've been dating a year. Really? Yeah. Because wow. he's, because re- he's organizing my room. And so I had to clean it before he got there, obviously, which was just an and you think task. you nailed it, but then they walk in, they're like, "Ugh, you missed exactly." The spot. Right? I was panicking, and Anya was like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Chris is coming over. I, he's never seen my room." And she's like, "It's it's spotless in there." And I'm like, "I don't even know what clean is. Like, I don't know. I can't tell you. I th- it looks clean to me, but to a clean person, this is yeah, exactly." Yeah. And he and his brother walked in, and we're like, "Well, that," and they started nitpicking things because they're like gonna reorganize stuff. And I and I was so embarrassed. And then they walked in Anya's room, and they were like, "This is a room." And I was like, "Oh my god, you have no idea what you're doing to me right now." Like I acted cool about it, but it was devastating. Uh, I'm so insecure about it. Phil, you you are you a clean person? Uh, people always think that I am because I'm wearing a, a nice sweater. But uh, you know, you know what it is. Uh, that just, was exactly what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, you have like you're well manicured. Oh, well, and yeah, also I mean, you're, I'm like, like you're always like uh, the outfits kind of work, and you seem like ev- you know where everything is. Like we'll be on the subway, and you take your little earbuds out, you put your earbuds in. <laughs> Phil, They're Phil not see- tangled in a yeah. mess in his bag. He, he meditates and stuff. I just picture he, I picture Phil like like monk or something. Yes. You know, like uh, a detective. Monastic. My, my uh, yeah, I mean, I'm hi- uh, yeah, I'm clean like hygiene wise, but uh, no, my my room like my desk. Is there's just it's just piled with set lists and pads of paper. My room isn't completely. But it's, where are your clothes? Are there any clothes on the floor? Clothes uh, on the bed? Are they all hung? no. I mean, I, no. Is your floor clean? Uh, of clutter. Not overly, but I take care of my clothes. Like I'll fold up my clothes and put my clothes yeah. away. But like my, if you look in my bag or on my desk, it's just covered with pieces of paper with jokes written on it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, You're no. You're not perfect. No, oh, and then, no, like, I mean, if my, no, I mean, my parents would say my room is messy. Oh, God. When, when I, I, yeah, when that's I was a my kid, number they would one say thing. That. <laughs> if I'm on the train and I see, like, a cute girl that I'm just like, God, she just looks so put together, I just think, I wonder, like, what her closet looks like. I bet it's just, like, a perfect, it's the first thing I think about. I'm just like, I could never be that perfect. And then I hate myself for not being perfect which my therapist says, well, you you could clean your room. It's not that hard. It's within your realm of possibilities. Yeah. You have arms and legs that move and you could do it, but you just choose not to. You don't want to. Yeah. And then she says, because you hate yourself and you feel like you should live in a pig pen. It's also a waste. It feels like a waste of time to me. I'm like, oh, who cares? My room's a little messy. I could be writing jokes right now. Oh, That's... see, to me, if I feel so much better when my room's clean. I just don't mm. feel like I deserve it. Oh, really? Yeah. No, for me, I'm just like, I could take an hour to write or I could take an exactly. hour to like... Oh, I don't yeah. ever write. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad. Nah, that's not true. I see you with new stuff all the time. Yeah, but it doesn't come out from me sitting with a pen and paper. You I take walks or something? What do you do? No, I just, like, I say something and then you guys are like, write it down. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I'll, like, at, the panic will set in when I'm at the cellar or, like, somewhere where someone's seen me a bunch. And I'm like, I got to have new stuff. And then I just put it in. It's but it works. It's got to panic for me. Yeah, I mean, my process works for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. 
but I could be better. But. Writing is right. I mean, it, I, not everyone has to just sit down in Starbucks with a with a laptop to write. Yeah. You know, no, certainly not. It's but that's sometimes why I feel like a fraud. I'm like, I just like I don't try that hard. If I tried, I'd be so much better. Uh, I, I think, think everyone feels that way. Yeah, I th- yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I think Do you guys have that. Yeah. What if you tried, you'd be better. Uh, yeah, like, are I always you trying think I, as hard as you can try? I, I always think it up my game in some ways. Yeah, there's there's always like I should have written more today. I, I always have days. How like many? That. How much do you write a day? It it varies. You know, so you write a lot, man. Well, it varies. Some days I do, and other days I'm like, eh, I, I I. But you, you treat it like a job. I just don't, and I just I don't know how to ever do that. I feel like with ADD, how do you sit down and write? Because I don't get it with comedy. Oh, that's like I don't great. get ADD. Like I can write hungover. I don't. Like, that's some some days will like kill me. But like I, that amazes me when we were living in Brooklyn and we would meet and you would be hungover and you'd be working. I can't <laughs> imagine. That's what stops me from drinking. Yeah. Well, I, now I, it, I know it's I gotten can't. worse. It's gotten worse. So I kind of had to cut back. But uh, I cut back for other reasons too. It wasn't just that. But like, uh-huh. but dude, I comedy is the one thing I don't get ADD with. Comedy and like maybe sp- like basketball. I could always just read about like the Knicks or something. But those are like the two things I don't get ADD about. How, what's your process? Do you just sit down and you think like what's funny? Like what do you, How do, I don't even understand how you would write. I'd start usually by like listening to jokes from like an old set or and just like, or like a set the night before and listening to the old ones and just try, I start by trying to like tag an old bit. Yeah. Or like a like a new a new a new bit that's hitting, and yeah, then I, I do go through like the work like the joke inventory. It's weird because that, that's the only part of my life I'm organized. You yeah. Know? But uh, you know, uh, so so it yeah, I have I have that yeah. Funny. But whatever works. Like I I know people that work by just taking walks. Like yeah. I think Norman paces. You know. Yeah. He paces back and forth. I you do know? some walking. You do I, like a, but you do have a kind of a legal pad situation. I, I go, le- yeah, I have two legal pad. If I'm on the go, if I'm home, ideal writing situation is home, and I use that. Now I use a whiteboard, so I walk and think. <laughs> the whiteboard. The whiteboard, man, it's bad. It's that like an '80s movie, you know? Uh, yep, yeah, yeah, and I have, and I also have like troubled youth in my room that I like coach as I. No, okay. <laughs> is that an '80s movie? <laughs> With your whiteboard. Yeah. God, guys, you're making me feel No, Nikki, bad. you have your own. You no. have your I own. don't have anything. You're I the don't... only one that got a bit out of this podcast yeah, what was, so far. What was it that I said that was a bit? What was the joke? It doesn't matter. I, I feel think it's going to be big. I need to, I need to do what you guys do. I just don't. I think I have ADD. I just cannot do. I cannot sit down and write. I cannot pace. For me, I write on stage, and I know that it's the lazy because it's the laziest way to do it. Like that, if I go on the road, I will like bits will come out in the moment. Uh huh. That's great. But if you're doing the road enough, and you do the road a lot, like especially lately, you've I been gone been on stage but in you, a week. Yeah, but you've been you were on the road for like thirteen weeks or something. You yeah. Said, right. So you're on, you're doing an hour every night or whatever you're doing, in, close to an hour. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna no, get no, out of but this you bracket. <laughs> It's so it. you do, but no, but this is how I, I, I've talked to comics and that's a, comics who complain they're not getting enough stage time in LA are not doing the road, you know, like it, you can make LA work if you're like a road dog, you know? And so, so if you're on the road all the time, I think, I think you're writing just by doing sets. I, yeah. I, I really, I do believe that, but, uh, maybe, but so, I, you know, but what, what, but what if you don't have a set that night to work out the new joke you wrote or like, I mean, I guess you just go find one. It hurts, dude. I was at the comic strip last night and it was not. Like it was. All right, here's the situation I'm in. This is becoming inside baseball. I apologize to well, anyone who's not Well, well, I'm at a. Listening. It's a comedy club in the Upper East Side. I went on two hours and twenty minutes into the show. It's uh-huh. a ten twenty spot. Uh, there's six kids auditioning after me. So this guy won't stop heckling me, and I'm like, all right, dude, come on. Like I got to the point where I'm just reasoning with him. I wasn't even like it, was, it wasn't even like witty comeback anymore. I was just like, dude. Let me just get back to jokes. It'll be good. And he was, and he was like, fine. So I was like, okay. So I started doing well, but I just went on like my A set because like there was a part of me. I'm like, I was that dude. I don't want to like if this is normally me, I would go at it with this guy. Uh-huh. But the 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 me that was like, this isn't fair to these guys. So yeah. then I'm like, well, I have another set after this. I'll work out on that set. So I run out. As I'm going to the next set, I get a text that it's canceled, and I was like, "Was this yeah. last night? Yeah. Was this? Uh, were you going to the Irish Exit? No, I was going to. Uh, it was comic trip to LOL. Irish Exit got canceled. Well, he texted me that there were only ten people there, so I bailed on going because <laughs> to me, like, I, and I feel really bad about it because I haven't done a set in a week, but I just was really depressed yesterday. Do you ever feel so 
out of yourself that you can't bring yourself to go on stage? It, uh, no matter what I'm going through. Uh, you have to do it. Yeah. Like yesterday, uh, as you both know, I, I'm going through a breakup and I don't feel 100%. But uh, after my set last night, I was like, felt so good. And I feel like it even carried into oh, yeah. today. Did I do two spots? Yeah. No, I did three sets last night. First two were fine, but the last set, I was like, okay, this is great. I'm going to be able to sleep. Like, I felt so much better. I know. Some I, new hit. I haven't been on stage, and tonight will be the first time since Thursday, and it's Wednesday, so almost a week. And I feel ter- I think that's maybe why I'm depressed. I feel terrible. Oh, it's it's so... I mean, there are times where I'm like, I cannot believe that. I don't want to rely gonna... on a fucking stand-up set and other people's approval of my dumb jokes where I'm talking about my pussy. Like I Well, don't rely on it, but don't go so far in the other it. direction where you're like putting it off because you yeah. don't want to rely on it. It's, you know? I put a, I'm I just think, having a bad conversation. I think days, it's guys. a gift that you have something in your your job is something that brings you so much uh joy and relief yeah i've just been like yesterday i know when i'm depressed that on stage i do not do well and so i just i thought it was gonna make it worse like i can't fake it but yeah but sometimes that's good for you because when you're not faking it and you're not in that like kind of rah-rah mode you know that, that we're all in like good moods if you're not faking it, sometimes something real comes out of that moment. If you yeah. write on stage, you, you can find another way there, That's I think. That's true. I should have done it. I wish I could go back in time and still go do that set. But It's okay. You can, you can do it next week. But I agree with you, Phil. Like, it, it is a gift, man. Like, I don't know where I would put this if I didn't have comedy. Like, I look at like old joke files where I'm just like writing. I'm going through a breakup, and I'm like just venting to myself in some joke book, trying to put it in joke form. I'm like, what the hell would I do with this if I had another job? You yeah. Know? Yeah, you get fired. You do, you do them at work. <laughs> um, let's get back into Sam. What what transpired with your girl when you went, met up with her last week to go talk, and you thought you, things were gonna end? Well, we were just we had never really gotten like you know that first real like we got we had a couple bad things. Um, I fucked up on Valentine's Day. Yeah, tell this story. This is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, Valentine's Day for guys is like a real, I think it's really hard because, especially if you're in a new relationship. And oh, like, it's, that's bad. It was new and I didn't know how to play it and I felt like if How I, new? Not even a month, you know? Oof, uh, that is you, rough. Now you go for dinner. Well, here's the plan. I, I had, it was a Friday night. Uh-huh. I had spots. Yeah. I said, I can't meet up till like 1230. Yeah. We can, I know a bar, we can like get food and a drink at afterwards if you want to. And, and she said, uh, that'd be great. Uh-huh. Uh, but she's like, please, let's not, I know it's Valentine's Day. Let's not make, even if, here's what I've learned. <laughs> even if a girl says Valentine's Day is not a big deal, do something. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I messed up. Okay. Basically what happened was the bar I frequent a lot and, uh, you know, she walks in. What's bar, it, it's called scores, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, great, uh, great lunch buffet. Uh, so she she walked in and uh, the bartender she she says Happy Valentine's Day and the bartender says Happy Valentine's Day and I just kind of nod and took a bite of my burger. So I didn't I wasn't even I wasn't paying. You she ordered t- food before she got there. Um, I well I had it ready for when she got there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, okay. yeah I thought it was nice. Yeah. Um, so I didn't. Even she told we told that I didn't I guess I didn't even realize that happened that sequence uh-huh. she told me that happened and I yeah. didn't know that like yeah. she said happy Valentine's Day to you but the bartender responded <laughs> yeah oh and I kind of like nodded or something I didn't yeah. really acknowledge I think it made me un- and then she got really upset that night and it got weird and this was like a while this is like the first time so I guess like did you get a little bit drunk no I wasn't I wasn't bad or anything okay. so I think it was it just turned into like she had a lot of feelings about it and she was like i really like you and i don't want to like you because <laughs> you know i handled these things like an idiot and uh i felt i felt guilty about it so i was like well you know what there's other stuff coming up i'll make sure it's good good and then when i got back off like the road it was like a, i was gone for a little while and then she was gone for like three days she happened to go away like the day i got back for three days so i didn't see her for like 10 days and we got back, and I guess plans, it's kind of boring. Plans just kept changing. Like, her, basically, we were supposed to, I was supposed to meet, I've met two of her sisters. She had another sister she wanted me to meet. It was at, like, 6 p.m., but then that got pushed back to 8 p.m., and I'm like, well, I got three spots. I can't do anything. So she said, okay. So then it got late, and I'm, like, not out to 11.30. I had a drink with Joe Mackey and Michelle Wolf after the show. Okay, that's not good. Not good. And then like an hour later, I'm like, are we still meeting up after that? And she was like really upset. Oh, and interesting. Started, you left that part of the story out. I left you told it me out. last week. You know what? 
I was just looking for some sympathy. I wasn't looking to solve it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she was really mad at me, and she, uh, and I felt like I had a couple drinks in me. I wasn't like drunk, but I was enough to be like. She started kind of getting emotional and loud, and I was like, I don't know what I did. I don't get it. And then I, I was started putting it together. I was like, I think I messed up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, she got just like really worked up and started, you know. I felt like a little attacked because I was like, you know, she's like, you didn't meet my sister. I was like, well, you changed the plans, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just kind of kept going back and forth. And it, it just escalated. You know how these go. It just yeah. escalated. And well, it sounds like that not meeting her sister brought up a lot of other stuff that she's been. Well, harboring. it came back to Valentine's Day. Right. She brought that up. You remember she, she called it the St. Valentine's Day massacre. Hardly. Jesus. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's what girls do is that we, things bother us and we put them away and then something happens that we can kind of let you know that we're pissed and then it all comes out and that's suddenly this little thing you did is just this huge thing. And I think guys probably do it too, but I think that girls famously do it because uh, we just want boyfriends so badly and we <laughs> let things go. Like it's, it's, I was talking about this the other day with someone like girls just want to all we want is guys to want to be with us yeah we want boyfriends and it's not even about like having a boyfriend it's just like you want to be wanted and to be someone's and it's and we'll do it at any cost like she she went into valentine's day with so many expectations and i recently heard this quote that expectations are setting yourself up for dis or uh god what's the quote expectations are Oh, I'm going to find the quote, but it's setting something yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. It's just like, you're pretty much saying that's what the card I gave her on Valentine's day. So. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> Expectations just, she, she said, no, I don't want anything for Valentine's day. But in her head, she was like, but he's probably going to do this. And she had all these scenarios uh, and then you failed all of them. Yeah. It's not your fault. But I bet it's also her friends are like, like I told him not to do anything. He's going to do something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She definitely thought that. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't think this through enough. I Valentine's Day really is a it's it's a stressful holiday for men too. Like women don't realize sometimes how I know it's stressful for them because of the expectations, but for men it can be really stressful. Yeah. Expectations are predetermined resentments. You already figure out what you're gonna be mad at them about wow. before you even set out it before they even can do it. And I, I can't she was she got loud and I can't match that volume in a fight. I I, I don't get a lot of times when someone's yelling at me, I just start laughing yeah. at, just because I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. and not like I don't mean to be laughing to someone who's clearly rattled. Yeah. But like I laugh because I don't know what like I'm I'm nervous. Yeah, you solve it with yeah, comedy. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's just like a nervous laugh and they do not like that in no, a fight. I could see that. But she obviously wanted to make it work and was willing to do anything to have it work. We met up the next day mm -hmm. and we went to the park and uh, we just were like shooting around a basketball together and then we were like, all right, we, this is probably going to work. We'll be fine. I've never <laughs> met your girlfriend, <laughs> but like I really like her. It was like that movie Love and Basketball. I really like I've never met her, but I think she sounds really sweet and she sounds like she's like head over heels for you. Yeah, I think it seems like it's going well so far. I'm just not trying to. And I think you really like her too. I the do. Fact that you're do. willing to, that you keep saying I fucked up. I don't really think you fucked up all that much. I mean, yeah, having a drink after your sets when you were supposed to see or her. Or two, you know. Yeah, that was that was kind of shitty. But yeah, um, yeah, I I think it's good that you guys are staying together. And it let's be honest, it probably won't work out ultimately because <laughs> what does. I know. And um, I mean, uh, but for now, I think marriages, it's okay. Half I think of it's, marriages fail. It's it's you know, just, it's hard to be optimistic about any relationship. I think you're the in. second you go like, oh my god, am I gonna marry this guy? Probably not. So I should end it now. Like, don't I try not to think that way anymore? Because if I'm having fun now, it should be enough. Yeah. It's like, but I don't want to waste my time. I'm in my early 30s, and uh, this is the time where I should be finding the one and it's like well then i'm gonna waste all my time finding the one and that's a waste of time. and also Why what, is, what does that even with... mean find the one i mean it's, it's so like you can't anyone who's like looking too hard is not gonna find anything you got it's gotta happen naturally i, I know think. that was always when i was single when my friends would tell me that i fucking get so mad like yeah. when you cease to search it's just like well, i don't know it, if i cease to search it's gonna be a fake ceasing you know like, yeah. it's gonna be like i'm not really looking for anyone <laughs> <laughs> Most of them happen by accident, it seems. Like, like oh, yeah, just, it happens very randomly. Yeah. 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 
But, you know, and then there are other times you go on dating sites and you're actively searching and yeah. you find someone. So I think that, that both can be true. But. but guys on dating sites are rarely searching, I think. They just want to get... Yeah, I think. They just want to... Occasionally, maybe they, they are. I don't know. Maybe maybe if they're a little more mature, they are. But I think a lot of guys on dating sites are just looking It's just like a place to get... Yeah. Fucked. Yeah. I guess so. I just could never do... I don't know that I could ever do it. Dating sites. It'd be it, so weird to meet up with a person and be like... Yeah. Co-profile. I think it's only weird, though, if you make it weird. If you just kind of like own it. And like, no, oh, people hey, do nice it all the time, me. and I, I they don't make it weird. But I just I don't know that I could do it. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it's for me. Did you? How did you meet your lady? I met her here at the holiday party. She was just oh. hanging out. She, she was just hanging out at the holiday party with a friend who was a comic, and uh, I was like, "She's really pretty. I'm gonna talk to her." And I then, heard you saw her and you made a beeline. A beeline? Yeah. What I heard you, it was a direct. Oh yeah. Well yeah, she's really pretty, and uh, I went up to her, and she kind of. That's the dream being seen across a crowded room. I know it's rare. Doesn't Nick Griffin have a? Doesn't Nick Griffin have the bit where like people used to uh they used to like make eye contact from across the room, and now with phones that'll never happen again. Oh, that's funny. It's true, but yeah, just being seen like a guy seeing you across the room and just being like, "Who is that?" Like that's all you want. And West like Side Story. Yes, you want West Side Story. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I saw, and then she was like, she kind of sold it for me where she's like talking very knowledgeably about basketball. And I was like, oh my God, she's like, no, she dropped the name Marcus Saul. And I was like, whoa. Wow. Now, how many, how many women know Marcus Saul and like know his all around game? I was like, that was pretty impressive. But yeah, I'm glad you found uh, a, a chick that you like. Because yeah. You were hung up on a, a woman for a while. Yeah. yeah. You guys were nice about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you were, you were suffering. I know. God, if I could have only shown you yourself now. I know. A year ago. And you too, Phil. What about it? It gets better. Does it? You're going to find an, an Asian at a... <laughs> wait till the holiday party season. Yeah, that's only well, 10 months of pain. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was like... It, but it gets better every few weeks. Every, every week or two, it gets... It really does get better. You know, it's like the first... After a breakup at first, you're like, eh, you feel like someone just died. You feel like you feel like you lost yeah, your best friend. Yeah, you feel like uh, you someone know? died. You did lose your best friend. It sucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Someone that you see every day and share fluids with is like, yeah. and then you just go to not even, at, you have to act like they don't exist. Yeah. Oh, you it's. You take them out of your phone. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's insane that we ever do it knowing that that is a possibility that could all be over dude i wanted to die i was so uh, it's I was, the worst feeling you saw in the me world. it was just me at the cellar with my head down it's on a table and like you and greg warren just like listening to me talk about how i breakups i don't know how don't know. people do them i don't know what you guys did, did you guys about. hear uh did you see amy schumer's show last night no there is a sketch and uh, listener you should look it up it's called it was a game show called um who's more over their ex and it was like two contestants <laughs> And it was like the game show host would be like, okay, I'm going to hand you each a phone. You're going to receive a call from your ex. All, the, all you have to do is not pick it up. Whoever can last the longest is the winner. And so the, they hand them the phones and they're both ringing. And he's like, remember, all you have to do is nothing right now. Just have a little ounce of dignity. And Amy's like, hey, what's up? And they're like, you f he's like, it's not, even, it's not even him. It's me. I'm calling you. <laughs> she's like, are you like with him or whatever? Like, and he's, he's like, I'm right here. And um, it's it was it's just so fun. Like the whole that bit was so great because it's so. Uh, one of the challenges was you have to have a conversation with a mutual friend of your ex <laughs> and not bring him up. So Amy's like, "So did you go? What did you get into this weekend? Oh, you're at the party. Like, did you go with Pam or whatever? Oh, cool. I'm like, so was Aiden there? Like, she <laughs> couldn't even like last. Like, because you know, whenever you talk to a mutual friend of your ex, you're gonna. That's the only reason you're talking to them. Right. Oh, it was so good and so real, but it's so fucking painful, man. You know, Colin's bit the guy about the guy who uh, he always talks about her no matter what you're talking about. Where oh, you're that's like, funny. how you doing? Good. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? The only reason I'm talking about her is because you brought her up, you know? And so, <laughs> I yeah. Love I love that. It's, it's rough. So I'm glad that you're over yours and you're kind. You're no, on your way. I don't think I am. Really? Maybe is not. Is it bad? It's not good. What's been going on? It's okay. No, I I felt I don't know. It's all right. It's I the biggest cliche, man. But it's like just time. Really. Yeah, I guess. It really is. Like you just just stay stay as busy as you can be. Just stay, Focus not on not the to negatives. say to, not to say to ignore your feelings, but like just stay keep exercising. He is staying so busy. Yeah, yeah I'm stay busy. busy. Uh, the only it's like it's hard also for comics with breakups is because we have to live in our head to write jokes. 
So it's like you can't ignore your feelings as a comic. You, know? you shouldn't yeah. ignore your feelings anyway, but in the beginning it is so painful that it's like... I guess it's bad for everyone. I don't know why I said that. But. No, it's... Yeah. We're not special. We're not special. Sam. We're not. But we do have the highest rate of uh, psychotic uh, <laughs> psychosis. I just read that somewhere. Comics really? Do? In the Atlantic, my friend sent me an article that said uh, we have the highest rate of psychosis in in a profession. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so I'm completely wrong. I'm always in no, denial we about that. Defi- no, comics are definitely much like have a higher rate of suicide, all that stuff. Wow, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think it's bullshit. I do think we pat ourselves on the back a little bit, like you were saying about like, oh, I'm so troubled, and like it's just a badge of honor, but um, it, it is true. Wow. Because, you know, the, the need to make people laugh and for validation stems from feeling unloved and having some kind of trauma in the past, I think. I think also the addiction is so big in comedy, too. And, and when you're at a bar every night, if you have a drinking problem, it's, you know. Well, that, yeah. Also, the, the hours, the fact that you're out late, it's like a nightlife type. I mean, bartenders have problems with that a lot. So, yeah. So if you're, like, having that rush and you've nowhere to put it, you go to drugs a lot. Well, the lifestyle does not, is not conducive to not being an addict, but it's also, I just think that the need for attention from strangers says something about who you are. Like, other people don't need that. And I know it's like you're saying, it's great that we have this thing that makes us happy, but it's also a burden that we have to rely on strangers going, ah, ha, 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 <laughs> to make us feel better about ourselves. Yeah, When I really guess. we should just be able to do that without that. Oh, really? Is that what That's normal, what normal people, people do? do? Yeah. Wow. Because okay. do you look at normal people and you go, how do you fucking, how do you feel good about yourself? No, it's not, I don't know. I, I don't look at normal people and say, how do you feel good? good about yourself I, I'm more like I'm like how do you get up and do something you don't like for eight hours every day yeah but because I like my job but uh yeah no I don't I no, I, yeah I don't I don't think that like how do you feel good about yourself I think that sometimes I'm like how do you get how do you know if people like you and that you're like accepted in the world because they don't they get, don't need it oh right okay or you're saying that because they don't perform like they don't yeah like okay. I was thinking about like my sister and my mom like how do you like know if like the masses appreciate you as a person and validate you for being alive? Like I really friends, do, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, friends, friends and family. But yeah. for me, I'm like, no, I need that bitch in the front row who already doesn't like me to like me. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Listener, do you like me? Um, we're working on it, guys. This was good. I think we got some stuff done today. Yeah. Yeah, that was really you guys fun. Feel good? I had okay, a great good. time. Was okay, good. Great time. Sam, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sammy. Come back. My pleasure. When things fall apart. (laughs) All right. Bye. Keep listening.